Hey friend, we're Lisa Lord and Sarah Jacobson, and this is the Christian Business Breakdown, a podcast for faith-led coaches, course creators, and creatives to start, build, and scale their business, all without second-guessing their every move. We're former teachers turned business owners who finally broke down and ditched trying to run our businesses the way everyone said we should. If you're ready to become the expert in your business without trying to do all the things, then you're in the right place. Join us each week as we equip you with the tools and skills you need to be an empowered CEO, discerning the best strategies to maximize impact and income for your unique business, and even have a little fun along the way. We love practical business strategies, Jesus, and keeping it real. It's time to break it down. I don't know about you, Sarah, but I am a fan of the of the show Friends. Are you a Friends watcher? I watched it some. I just recently have started watching them again because I watch them when I edit. I have it kind of on in the background as I'm editing photos for my business. And it's just kind of like a funny thing to have playing in the background. And recently, there I was watching the episode where uh, Monica's getting married and Phoebe and Rachel were her maids of honor, whatever, bridesmaids. I have a feeling this is not going to end well. <laughs> Right, right, right. The two irresponsible ones planning a party for the one who is super responsible. So they they were trying to figure out the food and all the activities and all the things and they all the people and they were they had to steal her like little black address book and they ended up inviting like her massage therapist and like her gynecologist because they didn't know her other friends and stuff. So it came to the time when the party came and they reached each other, looked at each other and said, Well, when's Monica coming? And they both were like Well, I thought you were inviting her. Well, I thought you were inviting her. And the point is that Monica didn't get to come to her own bridal shower because they forgot to invite her. That is hilarious. So they have this whole party and the most important person was not even invited. Correct. So I think this is such a good lesson of what we're talking about today and how to invite God into the biz- into our business and how God should be the number one person in your life and how if he's number one in your life, he should be number one in your business too. But this is so hard to do. It is so hard and it is exactly what I did for so long. Well, not so long, but for a period of time in my business, I knew I was called. I knew that I was supposed to do something new. I had left my full-time career as a, as a school administrator, and I knew that I was supposed to start a business. But in my personality and my stubbornness, I just plowed ahead. And I think a lot of business owners do that. We get a call. We want to serve other people. We want to make some money to support our family. Right. And people who are, tend to be CEOs, who tend to be entrepreneurs, they tend to have that personality that's like push, 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 go, go, go. They hit the start button and they're just off and running. And I think even as Christians, it's very easy to keep our faith and our business separate. Yes. And I know in your business, you're a photographer, you do branding, you do commercial photography. You don't necessarily talk about faith in your business, but you have a strong faith and God is part of that business. Right. Yeah. I don't necessarily like put it out there on all my social medias and stuff, but occasionally I do. And I try to live a life that is of integrity and honesty and like hopefully those values and stuff bleed through. So I'm not outwardly saying I'm a Christian photographer, but my business is rooted in my faith and God is, I know this sounds so cheesy and dumb, the CEO of my business. I don't know that I I love those that terminology, right. but I have invited God into my business. And when I do that, I, I there are seasons where I forget. I get out of that. I went on a retreat about a year and a half ago. And part of the retreat, they were talking about, have you put your business on the altar? That was like a really big mind-blowing moment for me. And I actually wrote it on a sticky note and put it on my monitor at home. And I just said, how am I putting God on the altar of my, or how am I putting my business on the altar for God? My business has just multiplied. Now, I don't want to do the health and wealth 
gospel at all. But I think when you invite God in, you're listening to him and his following and his discernment and like making good decisions. And I think there are a lot of people who are able to find that balance like you have. And then there's people who are like me that just forget or we just plow ahead or we think I can do this on my own. I can do this in my own strength. God doesn't really care about this. Maybe it's separate from my faith, but it's just not the way that it works. And it can be so frustrating and lonely and discouraging. And maybe you have progress and results and maybe you don't, but it's not the fulfilling sacrifice satisfying, soul deep work that can be done, like you're saying, where it just really takes off when we invite God into our business. So what does that look like? Now we are the practical people. We like to have practicality and say, you know, we don't just try to put these abstract concepts out there. We want to help you really break this down for your business. So how do you invite God into your business? I think the first thing that I had to do was that I had to recognize and name that I hadn't invited him into it, that I had been plowing ahead. I would get up in the morning and I would do my Bible study and pray. And then I would go to work and I would forget about everything that I had learned that morning in my Bible study. And I would never stop and pray. And I would plow ahead. And at the end of the day, I would feel like I hadn't gotten anything done, even though I had. Spin your wheels. I feel that. Well, and it was even good work, but it was this mentality of like, there's just so much more to do and I'm not enough. And the reality is I'm not enough. I'm not enough to do this work. I love that. I need to invite God in. And so it starts with naming it. I believe that what you do not name out loud to the Lord will rule and reign over your life. That's so good. Even just saying it out loud. We just don't do as much anymore. It's hard. It feels awkward. It does. And so it's like praying over your home. I had never really done that before. And I, again, I went on another retreat and there was a gal who was just like a prayer warrior. And she was like, are you praying over your home? And I was like, uh, Mm, no. (laughs) And she kind of, it was intimidating because I didn't feel like I knew how. And she was like, you just walk to every room and you just say it out loud and you get fired up. And I was like, I can't do that. And and then I waited till a day when my whole family was gone. I was fired up. And it felt so good to just like say stuff out loud and declare things over my home and business like I did over my computer. And I just stood there and I just prayed out loud. There's just, I think we lose the power of praying out loud because sometimes we're intimidated about praying in front of other people and the stigma. So maybe you find a time when there's no one at your house and you say things out loud. And I think that that is another thing that you can do to invite God into your business is praying with intention and being very intentional about it. And I think that we get caught up in, well, I need to pray for a half an hour or it needs to be this hour long prayer to be righteous. And it's like, no, a prayer is Lord, help me. Guide me. Help me to do the right work. This show me what the wrong work is. Yeah, That's a prayer. And when we stop and we pause and we take a deep breath and when we do that each morning. And so that's what I started to do when I named that I wasn't inviting God into my business is I sat in front of my computer before I started working each morning and prayed. This is something that's been so good, Sarah, since you and I have kind of hooked up with each other is you suggested a book to me. Help me with the name of it. 30 Days for the Prayer Powered Entrepreneur by Kim Avery. That is a great book. And that really, it's a quick one, but it's every morning. It just gives you a verse and kind of some intentions and a little bit of a devotion. I mean, it literally takes five minutes, but it really helped me focus on my business and my prayer. And I, I actually kept it by my computer. And so that was the first thing I would do. Apart from my other Bible study, I would sit down on my computer and I would start to do it. And then another thing I did is I'm a big sticky note person. I'm trying to get away from that 
that and try to put more on online so there's not a million sticky notes everywhere. When I started that 30 days of prayer, I wrote a sticky note and it's actually, I'm looking at it right now. It's on my computer and it says, but first pray. Always. Always. And again, like you said, it does not have to be this 30 minute, dear heavenly father, bring down the work. You know, I mean, sometimes we get caught up in that. It's just like, hey, Jesus, be with me today. Help me to do the right work. Amen. And help me surrender my plans and my list, my to-do list over to you to be open. You know, if somebody pops in on my Instagram DMs, help me to pause and stop and realize that other people are the first priority in my business, not this other list. So we'll be sure to drop the link to that 30 Days of Prayer book in the show notes so that you can get it because it really is just a great book. And I think the other thing you can do to invite God into your business is to find other like-minded people like we did. Working together, talking about it, holding each other accountable. Like, hey, did you pray? You and I have started praying before each podcast. Yep. We've started praying when we get together. And I always thought that those were like really super spiritual people. No, it's simple. It's easy. We're con- And if we really believe that in God and the power of God and the power of the Holy Spirit to work on our lives, then we would do it so much more than we do already. Yeah. And having a business that's grounded in that is going to be so much more fulfilling for you. Think about if God's blessing your business, then you can use that money to be tithing, to be giving back. So it's not just about growing your business. It's about growing God's kingdom. And it's about becoming who God has asked you to be. Yeah. And that might be a $10,000 a month business owner, or it might simply be a faithful servant stewarding God's resources. Right. No matter how much you made that month. Because that's really who I want to be. Yeah. At the end, at the end of my life, I want people to say and I want God to say, Well done, my faithful servant. That's yeah. really what matters. And praying and inviting God into my business helps me remember that, that I'm being faithful, that I'm doing the work, and I'm standing right in the middle of where God asked me to be. And I think that leads into the next thing of inviting God into your business is we have a saying around here called palms up. And it's just that idea of holding your hands physically open to receive what the Lord wants to give us and also to release what we're holding on to. And so often we get caught up in, God, I need this. Give me this. Please help me with this. And so often we're, we don't, because it's uncomfortable. We don't like the feeling of, is there something you need to take away, God? Is there something that you are not calling me to? Is there something that I need to give up? I like to think of it as God is pouring out. Is it pouring out into your hands? So almost like cupping your hands as if you're holding water in your hands of like, okay, God, pour it out. But then sometimes you might need to tip those hands forward just a tiny bit and pour out of your hand. Thinking of it almost like a waterfall coming down. What are you pooling in your hands that God is giving you? And then what are you you having to kind of dump out of your hands. It's so powerful. It is so powerful. We've been doing some planning, year-long planning and things like that. I sat down in front of a big calendar. I was sitting on the floor and I just on my knees, head down, hands up over that calendar of just like, okay, Lord, what are you, what are you going to give me? And what are you going to take away this year? And just having that attitude and that posture of give and take away. I think the other thing too, is that sometimes God really does want to pour into our lives, but our hands are so tightly wound around something we are holding on to so strongly. Maybe it's the idea of I need to get to 10,000 K months, or it's this idea of I can build this business on my own. I don't need anyone else help. And our hands are so tightly closed. God is like, hey, Sarah, I would love to give it to you. I'm actually 
trying to give this to you and you aren't in a position, your heart is in a position that you can't actually receive it. Yep. And so opening up those hands and releasing what is not ours to do. We talked about that a little bit in the last episode about sometimes we're doing work that's not ours to do. And that's part of this palms up as well is you can't receive when you're holding on too tight. I think, and it's just such a great posture to have when you're praying about anything, your family, your finances, your work. I think it's just such a great way to just say palms up are my palms up. And you can do that every morning. We talked about praying a little bit already, but you can do that every morning when you sit down at your computer and physically hold your hands open. And it isn't actually a very natural hand position to do that. Yeah. And so you have to be very purposeful about it to open and to lift them up and to release and to loosen your shoulders and to take some deep breaths to relax your body and release what is not ours to do and to receive what God actually has to give us. Right. Another part of that is this is, and this has been a huge one for you and I this year is finding community. There's, there's, this is kind of a two part one, getting in God's word and finding community and keeping it simple. I think a lot of times we think that getting in God's word is so complicated. And so we don't do it. We put it off. I need to find this Bible study. And, you know, I've done a lot of really great Bible studies, Priscilla Schreier's Bible studies and others, and they're awesome. And I have learned so much in those, but sometimes it's literally just reading through the Bible. Yeah. And you and I have been so blessed by that. I've done the Bible recap. You've done other chronological Bible studies where it's 10, 15 minutes a day. Five minutes a day. Reading the Bible. Yeah. Being realistic because if you haven't been reading your Bible and praying, you aren't going to just sit down on January 1st or you know tomorrow and read for an hour. You that's, might. That's with anything. When you right. try to put it out there, you're like, I'm going to spend 60 minutes with God and that is that. Or I'm going to start really exercising hard. and I'm going to do 60 it's minutes. Anything. Like it's not happening. Okay. Right. Yeah. We have to work up to it and that's okay. And we have to give ourselves permission that baby steps are okay. And five minutes is five minutes more than you did yesterday. Right. One of the things I did when, when I first started, I've read through the Bible, but not starting, you know, in Genesis and reading all the way through Revelation. It's I did it in college and stuff, but it was sporadic. But a couple years ago, I decided to do it. And my sister and I decided to do it together. And it was kind of fun. We did it in the Bible app, whatever the Bible, I can't, whatever the most popular right. Bible app is. You version. The you version. Thank you. And you can, you can do studies with other people. And so I don't know if you know this about me, but I am highly competitive. And so it was just really funny to be able to see like, oh my gosh, she's three days ahead. I got to do more. <laughs> and so even just having somebody to have accountability, to make it fun, to be like, oh my gosh, did you read today's verses? I did not know that was in the Bible. Just crazy things of like, oh, I can't, I'm so glad that we're finally out of Ecclesiastes, you know, or whatever, whatever book of the Bible that is seems really difficult. If you used to start with that, really, honestly, if you're doing that, it's only five to seven minutes every single day if you're reading through those passages. And it just gets you into the habit of doing it every single day. It doesn't have to be 60 minutes of you pouring out your heart to God and doing super in-depth. It might get there. And I've definitely had days like that. But I think that also being in the Word means that I have the Word to speak out over my business, over other people. I, I've i never been good at memorizing. I've played piano for years and everyone's like, oh, you should memorize that. And I'm like, I, it's just like a mental block to me. <laughs> but I made a goal this year in a one of my 90-day plans that I did was to memorize 10 Bible verses with their references. Because I feel like I know all these Bible verses and I'm like, I yeah. don't actually know where that is, but with their references. And I'll tell you, there have been some really dark days in my business where I'm awake at night and my mind is spinning and I just start speaking those 
verses in my mind. Powerful. And it is so powerful. And I always thought, again, like, oh, those people who pray and know the Bible are just so spiritual. And it's like, no, it comes from daily discipline. Discipline. Doing it every single day. And if it really is a priority, I hate to say it, then you will do it. Yeah. You will do it. And and God will honor that. He says that his word will not go out and return void. And so do we actually believe that? Well, I do. And I would just really encourage you in that, that you can find some things that you can do that are easy to put into your life. I think my children have benefited from me being in the Bible yeah. yep. and, and wanting to be in the Bible and loving it. I leave my Bible on the kitchen table so they see it. I try to do mine in the mornings when my kids are getting ready for school and there's a lot of happening and it's sometimes it's very distracting, but it's been like, you know what? I want them to see me doing this every single day. And I switched from doing it on my phone to doing it in my Bible. Same. I just started doing that more. Get off your phone because they think I'm just playing a game. Right. But when they see that my Bible is open and that I'm writing in it and that I'm journaling and that I'm spending time, it's just an example. It doesn't transfer. It's not like they're going to know the Bible because I'm reading it. But in some ways they do because then I'm speaking it and I'm telling them these awesome stories and random things that I'm learning in the Bible. We have started doing on Sunday nights Bible time as a family, which I always thought was like super cheesy, kind of <laughs> like Jesus is the CEO of my business. But we take about 30 minutes and follow the year. There's a year long plan um, to read through all the Psalms in the, in the Bible. And we just pick whatever day it is and we read that Psalm and we read it together and we talk about it and How what we think it is. And it's so easy. Yeah. No, There's no prep work for it. Yep. And then my husband is really good at asking questions. So he always asks one question about what's coming up in our week and how can we invite God into that. I have a test that I need to take. Okay, how can you pray about that? You know, what are you struggling with? And it's just become a really sweet time mm, I love that, that I hope over the next four to six years as my kids go through middle school and high school, we can continue to do it. We don't do it perfectly. Summers are hard. Yeah. You know, sometimes when there's football games on in the afternoon, even though the Broncos are not great to watch this year, but let's not talk about we, it. We don't, we don't do it perfectly, but we're doing it and we're we're just getting into the word and knowing the word. Hold and being Consistent. Being consistent, inviting God into our business, and having that palms up attitude with our family and our children, and being a community as a family. Yeah, I love that. We like to be practical here on the Christian Business Breakdown. And so for me, I am all about lists, reminders, all the things. And I actually put reading the Bible and praying on my to do list as number one every single day. And I write it down and I take great pleasure and great joy in marking that off when I finish it. But it's a great reminder that, oh my gosh, I haven't done this yet today, or I forgot to do it, or this should be the number one thing that I do. And it has really helped. And if you, maybe you put a reminder in your phone, maybe you're a nighttime person, maybe you want to do your reading at night and that is just fine. It doesn't matter when you, maybe you do it at lunchtime. Yeah. You take your little lunch break and you sit down and you read your Bible and that's fine too. You don't have to do it first thing in the morning. You have to figure out what works for you in your business, in your life, whatever that looks like. Maybe you don't do it every single day. Maybe you can only do it on the weekends because you're working a full-time job and you're growing your business. But I encourage you start small, but add on so that you are being consistent and that you are doing it every single day. The goal really is every day. It is every day. Because you really can do it every day. It doesn't take that long. It doesn't take that long. And then the other thing is being in community with other believers. This is huge. It is huge. And there, before I went back to work full-time when my youngest was in kindergarten, I was part of a community Bible study group. And it was so amazing to be with- I love community Uh, Yeah, I did it for years. I did BSF. And it was so amazing to be in community 
community with so many other women from lots of other churches, older women, younger women, people who were in the same stage of life as me. And that was the number one thing that I missed when I went to work full time because I couldn't swing it. It was, you know, that was on Wednesday mornings and obviously I was working full time. And so when I quit my job, that was the first thing that I went back to was this community of believers who could encourage me, who I could encourage. And we were studying the Bible together. Finding a great program like that, or if even if you're not, find a business bestie that you can talk to, that you can communicate with, find a small group at church. And I know it's hard to find the time, especially when you are busy, you're a mom, you're a CEO, maybe you're maybe you're working full-time and trying to grow your business. It can be time-consuming, but you cannot live on an island. No. You cannot live by yourself. And you said this, this is one of the mistakes you made in your business, thinking you could do it all by yourself. Yeah. And that is apart from God and apart from other right. people. Right. And my husband is great. He, I know your husband is too. They are yes. like super supportive people and have been, he's been my biggest cheerleader for this whole time, but he can't be my only person. Yeah. And just like when you get married, they can't be your only. God has to be the one. They can't fulfill all your needs. No, no. You've got to get out there and find other community. So as you're inviting God into your business and holding your palms up, holding them loosely, get into God's word, find community. If you don't have community or you're struggling with getting into God's word, then ask God because that's the kind of thing he wants to answer yes. for you. You were definitely an answer to prayer for me that I didn't even realize that I had. Right. And we have found community together, but that was because God allowed that to happen and it was because we both had surrendered and said, hey, we both need some help. And God brought us together. That didn't happen by accident. It didn't happen because I was out there like hustling to find community. It was because I had released it and asked God and he knew that I needed someone just at that right time. And so find a community, reach out. You have to kind of take some steps and it's hard. And there's going to be some doors that aren't going to open. And sometimes that's hard, but you got to keep moving forward. You got to keep praying about it and, you know, join our community. That's why we're so glad you're here and that we want you to feel like you're not alone. I know we're not in the same room together, but when you're listening to this, we hope that our passionate and excitement and cheerleading and all the things come through so that you can be a part of what we're doing because we're a part of what God's doing. That's right. You can follow us on social media at The Christian Business Breakdown on Instagram and join us there. Shoot us a DM. We'd love to pray for you, pray with you, and encourage you in that. You know that at the end of every episode, we run through our ads model. We're going to encourage you this week to grab our freebie. It's a quick overview of this model that you could use to journal or to go through the questions this week about how you need to invite God into your business by analyzing, if is this something that I need to do? Discerning is this the right time to do it? And the answer to that question, the hint is yes. It's always the right time. It's always time the right time for being in God's word and inviting him to your business. Decide that you're going to go all in. Decide that you're going to set aside time from working in your business. If you can only work on your business for two hours a day, taking 15 minutes to read the Bible and pray. It will be worth every minute. Total side note. I have had God multiply my time when I'm like, yes. I only have two hours to do this. And then I look up two hours later and I'm like, I thought it was four hours. God can do that. He is sovereign over time. And then yep. set a success marker for the future of I'm going to read my Bible and pray every day in my business for 30 days. Grab that book um, so you can yep. be having a guide. Anytime you can make this easier for yourself so you don't have to be making decisions and like coming up with something on your own, do it. Simplify. Simplify it. Don't overcomplicate it. Get that ads model guide so you can walk through that on your own. Follow us on social media. And we're also super excited to announce 
we are offering empowerment calls. So these are times where Sarah and I hop on a call with you. We talk through your business, whatever you want to talk about. Do you want to talk about your business? Do you want to talk about how to invite God into your business? Do you need prayer for your business? Do you need prayer for your life? We would love to pray over you. We would love to help you invite God into your business. And we'd also love to help you get some really practical business advice of maybe having somebody who's not in your business that can look over your business and help you kind of break through some of those mental blocks that you've had. You can book those empowerment calls. The the link is in our show notes. One last thing we would love for you to do is to leave us reviews. They're so helpful for us and they're so helpful for the people that are following our show. If you are a five-star reviewer, we thank you so much. You're going to be entered into a drawing for a free empowerment call with us. See you next week. Thanks for joining us for today's breakdown. If this episode has empowered you, please leave a review and share with a fellow CEO. Remember, you are the expert of your business, so break it down your way.